pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. Welcome to the Gavin in the Woods podcast. Oh, that was so smooth. That was, we don't have headphones today, so we can't listen to our theme tune. <laughs> so I had to, it's like flying a plane by the instruments only. I've got no idea what we're doing right or wrong. Or we were both just like sitting here staring at like the flashing light, like do, 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 do. <laughs> like the worst version of that flashing button in Lost. What? Fuck, you've never seen Lost. Oh, I started watching the first series and then I just, I hated everybody yeah, and then stopped watching it. Because it was terrible, yeah. Yeah. Terrible, terrible show. Yeah. Supernatural. Turns out Supernatural was way better. Yeah, 100%. How oh much, my God. How much do you want that? Okay. Have you There's three s- things in that that you want, but for me it's the Chevy. Oh, yeah. Well, no, that's one of the things, obviously. Oh my God. You know what the, the, one of the best things is? What's that? Um, he took that home at the end of filming. He did, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he but loved his car so much. There was five. I got really into it because we've only just started watching it. Oh, really? Yeah, where really. Where have you been? Um, I don't know. There's just a few was, decades too late. There was a whole period where I just didn't watch TV. I was just out drinking all the time. So oh, I, I feel yeah, you. I yeah. feel you. So, yeah, there was actually five of those cars for the shooting of that show with various size engines. Oh, okay. There we go. There you go. It's a, isn't, oh, isn't that the car, uh, the Miami uh, Cannibal? He Didn't he have an Impala? Did he? Yeah. That's we talked about it. It was a purple Impala. And if, <laughs> we're going to burn in hell because we spend half of that episode, which is about a man cannibalizing another human being's face. We spent a good half of that episode talking about how cool his car was. That sounds about right. That's me. <laughs> he just went off to a music festival and got a bit bath salty and, you know, but the car, man. If anybody knows about a serial killer or a cannibal or a witch mm. or anyone who drives a 1965 Ford Galaxy, let us know so that I can <laughs> then write off my car restoration talking about that. Oh, my lord. Well, see, I've, I keep saying to you, and everyone, please send, feel free to send mail to John, directly to John, to bully him. Because I've been trying to bully you for years, saying that we need to get some cameras and we need to, like, go out to scary places and chase them and film yeah. them. Yeah. Um, remember, there's that one of the highway. There's, like, I think it's, like, what's that car, that the ghost car that is, like, running people off the road? Like, it's killed people. And you were, like, oh, my God. Was that an Impala? You got really excited. You were ready to hunt down the ghost car. You were all, like, fuck this. Everyone avoid the road. It's an Impala, you say. As it goes past me, I try and put a napkin on the windscreen with, if you want to sell, here's my number. <laughs> Just a Hooters napkin with scrawling on it with crayon. <laughs> You're the only one to use like an, a, a like a Ouija board to try to like negotiate like a Gumtree sale. <laughs> Matching <Ow>. numbers. <laughs> hey, you got to you chase what you love. All right, do what makes you happy. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What makes you happy? Me, heavy metal music, mm. spending time with my family, and comedy. Oh, you're so... And cars. God. And also permaculture. <laughs> I know, I'm 45. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, it's, it's, like, it's like a directory list for like a midlife crisis. Yeah, it is. That's all I see. But oh it's, like, it's like the boring midlife crisis where, you know, fuck, I'm not even a fucking a secretary or something. I'm just... <laughs> Just really into aquaculture. Yeah, you're too busy like chasing the aphids off your chili plants to like have an effect. <laughs> well, <coughs> I think that I think the two things cancel each other out. Because if you're the kind of person who cares about aphids on your chili plants, you're not having an affair. <laughs> it's just not happening. Look, that is true. One kind of does negate the other. So you, uh, come here often. <laughs> I'd suck you like an aphid sucks. <laughs> Sap from a chili uh, plant. Yeah, okay, yep. Thank you. Here's your order. Please drive through the drive-thru. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very, very odd and disturbing. So our listeners are probably wondering what happened to the live show that we just did. Oh, yeah, 
Why haven't so we, we put did, that up yet? We, well, we did, we did do a live show. Mm. Um, look, our standards might be low, but by God. These, it was chaos. It was drunken chaos. <laughs> so, and it wasn't me for like. Admittedly, there was a lot of cough mixture and Red Bull. Yeah. Um, I was I was battling the death plague. Your arteries must have been like Elon Musk's hyperloop. Just, <laughs> just cough. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm getting better. Eventually. Yeah. Eventually getting better. Yeah. But yeah, we, we did the live show. Thank you to everyone who came out. But man, it was fucking drunken chaos. And so I tried to edit it down, and it's it's just madness. Like there's too many chops and jumps, and no. So you just you just had to be there. Oh, <laughs> that's it. But down for jail. Should we maybe try to uh, for our listeners at home redo the story that we attempted to cover? We probably could. You know of the. Uh, Boogie monster. <laughs> Holy Jesus Christ. Sorry, I'm fine. You're fucking not fine. <coughs> it's not COVID. You're I like tested. Fucking, you're like bloody Marge Simpson's sisters. What are they, Patty and Selma? <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. I do love MacGyver. Did you cough up an iguana? <laughs> Fuck. I don't call Ricardo that. Anyway. No. <laughs> no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Oh, really? It's lost? Oh, I feel oh. bad. No, but we can, we can redo we can redo that episode. You know, yes. In a few weeks, let me forget. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yes, we did do the uh, Boggy Creek monster. Yes. Or the fuck monster, as it is known. Um, we found some great video footage that I think we have to share with the rest of the listeners. So yeah. we'll, have to, we'll have to go back and touch on that because it was pretty spectacular. Yes. Are you okay to proceed? I'm fine. I don't are know what you're talking about. Because like this is really like that treadmill scene in Gattaca where you're just like, don't fucking have a heart attack. <laughs> heart rate, boom, 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 like doubles on a bass drum. <laughs> no, I'm fine. I was just, I was thinking about something scary. I'm fine. No, I'm fine. I'm good. Okay. Just it just comes in little waves. Okay. You know, so if you just if you just get past the wave, you're fine. It's probably making people nostalgic for those episodes around like episode eighty or ninety where I had COVID. <laughs> And just could not talk for more than two minutes and just died. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine the pitch if we were like, oh, my God, everything past episode. John was dead the entire time. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> He's been replaced with an automaton. Woo! Oh, my God. But you know what? It's so weird. Talking about, you know what? Chasing your dreams. Mm-hmm. That's so weird because would you believe – that actually brings us to the topic of this week. Well, really? I know. Who knew? Uh, you. Who would have thought? You. you well, apart from me. Okay. Okay. Vesna Vulovic lived an incredible moment in time. Okay. We often watch Hollywood movies and roll our eyes and think, that's just not possible. That could never happen. No one could actually jump that, break this or survive that. Okay. Well, this week we meet a woman who would go on to live through one of the most miraculous feats of human survival and end up in the Guinness World Record books for... What do you think we're covering this week? Well, you've made it sound like she's Evil Knievel's fucking Eastern European stepsister, (laughs) so I don't know. Uh... I'm guessing she survived a plane crash or something? She is in the Guinness World Record books for the longest survival drop in history. Okay. When she fell 33,333,000 feet and lived to tell the tale. Did she fall into a mattress factory? (laughs) The fuck? The thing that makes this tale even more remarkable is that it wasn't planned. Okay. And Vesna didn't choose to do it. But when your commercial flight explodes midair, oh. you are all out of choices. Holy shit. You are going for the Guinness World Record whether you want to or not. Okay. In this week's episode of Vesna Volovic, look, Ma, I can fly. <laughs> or... Frequent Dio Miles. Oh, nice. Or the Mile Die Club. Hey. hey. Everyone's favourite roller derby team. <laughs> Vesna's father is listed as a businessman. No. Oh. It didn't go any further than that. 
That's not shonky. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> it was the, the 50s in Europe. Okay, We're not going to ask any questions. Human trafficking is a business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ideal slave auction. You want the wife? <laughs> His mother was a fitness instructor. What? Yeah. Okay. These people are KGB. Clearly. <laughs> clearly. And just in case anyone's wondering, you can hear my washing beeping in the background. Excellent. We are so professional. Oh, no. That is the KGB going, shit, they're talking about us. Press record. <laughs> Oh my god! Who needs a fitness instructor in the fifties, though? You're like you're after the war. Surely everybody is underfed and everyone's fit from fucking running from the Nazis and yeah. the bombs. And they like, didn't have the modern fast food diet. Yeah, they were all living on complex proteins. And was it was it all that like that bullshit exercise where you stood there where that thing wobbled your butt? Oh yeah, those things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you did like those weird calisthenics movements where nothing really happened. Yeah. Just, you know, reach for the cigarette, put the cigarette <laughs> down. Reach for the cigarette, put the cigarette <laughs> down. On the 3rd of January 1950, they welcomed their daughter Vesna into the world. Hooray. Her childhood was normal. In her late teens, after completing one year of university, Vesna dropped out and went to live in the UK, staying with friends of her parents in Newbury. Ooh. Now, Vesna did this on the pretense of she was going there to improve her English skills. Me, I am here for my English skills. skills. <laughs> yes. Would you like borscht? But it was actually because of her intense love. Oh. What do, you, what do you think she was in love with in the 50s that would make you flee Europe and go all the way to London? Oh, in the 1950s, Buddy Holly. Her intense love for the Beatles. The Beatles went around. No, no she was born in on the nineteen fifty. Oh, okay. this is like eighteen years later. Another case of Beatlemania. Yeah. <laughs> Did this, you know that John Lennon and Paul McCartney jerked off in front of each other? I thought you were going to say they jerked each other off. No, they had like a circle jerk a couple of times. And the funny thing was, it only came to light after Paul McCartney admitted to it during an interview. He was basically like, yeah, we used to jerk off in front of each other all the time. Just fucking full Louis C.K. action happening in the Beatles, right? The only reason I'm telling you this is that... Were the, they trying to assert dominance? I, no, they were just... I don't know. They were just in a band and they were really tight. I don't know. No, there's, there's really tight and there's... There's... There's yeah. There's a crime committed. Yeah, well, it's not a crime if you're both doing it and there's no witnesses. I then it's consenting. I, no, ah, I kind of feel the, like it's a crime. The only reason I'm telling you this yes. is that... The, now, we both know that I previously thought that I had got the greatest headline into a newspaper of all time. Yes. When the local police in the town I was working in told me they were sick of people doing donuts in the school car park, so I put in the headline, police sick of donuts. Yes. The New York Post. Yes. When they found out that Paul McCartney and John Lennon jerked off in front of each other. Yeah. Came up with the single greatest headline that's ever been published. Oh, God, yes. Are you ready for this? Oh, I don't think I am. It's a two-parter. Oh, God, yeah. Come together, beat the Beatles. How fucking good is that? When I saw that, I was just like, like fanfare, fireworks, oh America. Like that is that is the top. Okay, it sounds like this is we need to do like a reverse episode, and you need to do like a whole episode <laughs> on this. But okay, what? How did? Why? Why have we established why? They were just whacking off in front of each other? Well, first of all, they were they were super close, tight friends who were living in an incredibly permissive world because even from when they first moved to Hamburg and were living on the Rappaban, mm-hmm. they were playing addled on methamphetamine. That's fine. Playing in strip clubs, banging strippers every single night. Nothing wrong with that. Living the dream. Yes. They were young, man. They were like 16. Uh-huh. They were young. Yes. So they've lived in that world a long time. I'm guessing when you've been that privileged and you've you've discovered a level of fame that hitherto has not been known, uh- <laughs> there's not much left to do but jerk off in front of your best friend. And apparently while they were doing it, they were yelling out really bad names of like, like Winston Churchill and like all that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Winnie Mandela. Like, Oh, my God. And then we find out and it was like, this led for the inspiration of Hey Jude. Oh, no. That was a beautiful inspiration, <laughs> that song. 
Paul McCartney wrote that because John Lennon left his wife and abandoned their son, Julian. So he wrote, While he was jerking off in front of them. Oh hey, Jude, Jude. Don't open your mouth. <laughs> well, that has just ruined a lot of things That's for a lot the of Beatles. people. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Wow. Wow. There we go. See, if you had said that, if that started to happen after um, Yoko was involved, yeah. then I'd be like, yeah, that's the kind of weird <laughs> shit that was, they were right to break up at yeah. this point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yoko Ono is the one piece of, you know, bashing that I happily get behind. Yeah. She destroyed the Beatles. Oh, she was awful. Just the worst, worst thing that's ever happened to a band yeah. since the earth met um, – What's that? Sweet Home Alabama? Oh, since they met gravity, right? Oh, Lynyrd <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Yoko Ono was worth than gravity. Oh, the Big Bopper. Oh my lord, Buddy Holly. Oh. <laughs> no. What? <laughs> See, people say that Courtney Love was she did that to Nirvana. That's mm. not true. Courtney Love is a fantastic artist in her own right. No. She is. She's a great songwriter. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Anyway, maybe we will do a sexual history of the Beatles episode because it is fucked. Okay. I Not as bad as Led Zeppelin, but it is fucked. Okay. This isn't like a pretense. This isn't ending. Like, if this story ends with you jerking off in front of me. No. no. Why would I do that? No. I'm not that famous in comedy no. yet. I can't do that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the fuck <laughs> Ever. Oh my god! Oh my god! And with that, his comedy career began and ended. Just uh, for the news limited journo's who come looking for me, just tag this episode. <laughs> yeah, save it for the judge. <laughs> <sighs> it was there that he threatened to masturbate at his clearly <laughs> emphysemic co-host. Oh my god! So she moved to London <laughs> for the Beatles yeah. for the circle jerking. <laughs> Vesna then moved to London where a friend convinced her that they should move to Stockholm in Sweden to live. Much smarter choice. Mm-hmm. Music there is way better. So Vesna agreed and the two moved to Stockholm. Okay. However, after she was there for a little while, Vesna confessed to her parents that she had in fact some time ago moved out of her parents' friend's house and she was now living in Stockholm. <laughs> Her parents lost their minds. Wow. Quote, what's a, oh, what's a, what's a Eastern European 50s kind of... Well, um, you've got the Rocky and Bullwinkle kind of, oh, we, we chase the moose kind of deal. When I told my parents I was living in the Swedish capital, they thought of the drugs and the sex... And told me to come home at once. Go back to London <laughs> where there's far less drugs and sex. <laughs> but like, I, I honestly, like, I've never thought of Sweden and thought, oh, that's, that's where all the sex and drugs are. You have clearly never seen vintage pornography. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, uh, really? Swedish porn, it's like the whole cliche. Oh. Sweden, everyone talks about Germany, it's Sweden and Italy. There we go. Yeah. No, you've you've honestly this is a this is a very strange thing to say and we're all friends here, but you really do need to watch some vintage Swedish porn. It's so endearing. It's, oh really? They've got lovely little stories and they've got like a cool little soundtrack and they, they all go out for waffles. They both yeah, and they bother and they bother to have like a storyline and all this kind of stuff. But invariably they've moved into a monastery and things need to change. <laughs> And there is a next sexual awakening. With Italian porn, yeah. I imagine it's like half of it is just people just trying to make their way through the giant 1960s bushes that <laughs> everyone has. Yeah. Just giant bushes on everyone. Man, woman. Oh, I thought you were talking about like Italian topiary gardens. <laughs> You mean pubic hair? Yeah, I mean pubic hair. I was going to say, that's a very strange thing to preface a porn film with. <laughs> At the vicarage through the roses. Hey, oh my God, it needs a trim. Oh, Father. Oh. You've got to help me make the passata. <laughs> <laughs> I 
after I fuck your uncles. Oh, my God. If that genre of porn doesn't exist, it needs to. Of course it does. Yeah. Oh, my God. And weirdly, through every porn, they just stop at one step to show you how to make a really good pasta sauce. Of course. Every It's like the Godfather. Yeah. I'm going to show you how to make a meatballs. Vintage Italian bang, bang, porn, bang. vintage Swedish porn. Very endearing and sweet. Oh, there you go. I've still got a couple of days left of holidays. Do it. Pop some on. Treat treat yourself. Treat myself. Excellent. So Vesna left the sex and drug-fueled excitement of Stockholm. Nice. To return to Belgrade. (laughs) Okay. To live with her parents. Nice. Just just go back to a dictatorship. Just shutting that shit down. Because that was under Tito back then, wasn't it? Belgrade? Yeah. Yeah. (coughs) Oh, we're getting into all the revolutions a bit later. Oh, okay. One of her friends, meanwhile, had become an air hostess. After seeing her in the uniform, Vesna thought, quote, she looked so nice and had just been to London for the day. I thought, why shouldn't I be an air hostess? (laughs) I could go to London once a month and circle jerk the Beatles. (laughs) Come together. Right now. Over, Over me. me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, George. Uh, <laughs> poor George. Oh, that's what the yellow submarine was. <laughs> he uh, was always keeping his mouth shut, was uh, just so quiet. That's why Ringo always looks so disconcerted <laughs> up the back. Sticks, he could just push him away. No, no, John, no. Just hit him with it. Get your dick away. That's what Strawberry Fields was. <laughs> it was a cock forest. <coughs> I'd often thought that. Yeah. I'd often thought that. <laughs> so Vesna was loving her new career, flying all around the world. Woo! <laughs> oh, excuse me. So she joined JAT. Okay, what was JAT? <laughs> the Yugoslavenki Aerotransporte. There you go. I wonder how far, because they were still part of the USSR. It was the national airline of Yugoslavia. Yeah, so they were still at least friends with the USSR. Mm-hmm. How far could they have gone really? They must have only flown to like Eastern Bloc countries because I don't think there was like free travel. I don't think there was borderless travel back then. Well, no, she was saying that this that she would go to um, London once a month. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So okay. There's my ignorance on display. <laughs> oh, well, I think you had like there were only three people allowed to go to London. Yeah. But isn't, that, isn't that so telling? I've got a really intimate knowledge of the Beatles masturbatory <laughs> habits, but I don't know anything about the, you know, the open borders in the 60s. The fly, the flying habit. Well, this is seventy two. Oh, okay. Well, that's just as bad. Yeah, the the, the flying habits of yeah. the, the people of the former Yugoslav Republic. Yeah. In January of nineteen seventy two, Vesna received a message. She was to be flying on a flight from Stockholm, Sweden, mm-hmm. to Belgrade, with stopovers in Copenhagen and Zagreb. Oh, Zagreb, beautiful city. But as fate was to have it. Vesna was not actually meant to be on this flight. Oh. But because of human error. Never. She was sent the details, which was meant for another air hostess with the name of Vesna. So she got the wrong schedule. There you go. Before the flight, Vesna and the crew had the whole afternoon and following morning to themselves. Shadowy, oh, forethought. <sighs> Vesna wanted to go sightseeing, but all her crewmates insisted that they had to go shopping for gifts for their families. Bunch of losers. Everybody wanted to get something for his or her family. <coughs> Vesna, so I had to go shopping with them. They seemed to know that they would die. Okay. They didn't talk about it, but I saw... I felt for them. (laughs) And the captain was locked in his room for 24 hours. I would have thought hookers, maybe not (laughs) impending doom, but... There you go. He didn't want to go out at all. In the morning during breakfast, the co-pilot was talking about his son and daughter as if nobody else had a son or daughter. 
<laughs> is it a foreshadowing of his death or he's just a bit of a dick? Or he's just proud. <laughs> Fucking, you're in Sweden. Get on that hairy bush, mate. Oh, Woo! Yes. Ikea yourself some fun. <laughs> Flight 367 departed Stockholm at 1.30pm on 26th of January 1972. Yeah. Landing at Copenhagen Airport were Vesna and her crewmates boarded taking over from the other crew. At 3.15pm, the plane, a McDonnell Douglas DC-9, departed Denmark. Okay. At 4.01pm, 46 minutes after departure, and by the way, we should put in like a warning, this is going to unlock a whole new set of phobias. (laughs) If you have phobias about flying, this is going to unlock a whole new series of things that you can look forward to and be afraid of. Right. 46 minutes after departure, whilst over Czechoslovakia, An explosion in the cargo hold of the plane detonated and the plane was broken into three pieces midair. Oh. As the cabin depressurised, members of the crew and passengers were sucked out of the plane. Yeah. First, those that were not belted. Yep. And then those... Who were seated, belted to their seats, also as the seats broke away from the plane and they fell to their death, strapped into their seats. That's why you gotta sit in the right seat so they can identify your body. Vesna had a secret. Okay. She had lied on her application to become a flight attendant. No. Vesna suffered. From low blood pressure. Okay. And hid it from her employers. This is how much she wanted to be an air hostess. Okay. Firstly, because if you had low blood pressure, obviously there's a lot of health conditions of like, okay, no, you can't be cabin staff. Because, yeah, when there is an emergency like this, you're the one who then has to like take charge and help all the hysterical passengers not die. Yeah. So, obviously, you can't do that if you are, like, incapacitated. So, she had lied about her low blood pressure. Firstly, she lied on her application saying, no, I have no medical conditions. (laughs) And then, before her physical exam, she drank an excessive amount of caffeine before the physical. (laughs) Okay. Almost kill yourself amount of caffeine. Before her physical. Once again, the Gattaca references are coming out. But ironically, it seems this condition may have been one of the factors that saved her life. There you go. It's like the drunk cook uh, baker on the Titanic. <laughs> Absolutely. Lean into it, mate. Yeah. Well, as soon as the plane depressurized, Vesna passed out unconscious. Of course. Immediately. That happens to most people, though. <laughs> yeah, just gone. So she completely passed out, which, on a side note, later on would also help her uh, help stop her heart from exploding on impact. Oh, okay. Mm. Which is also another problem that you have to look out for. Uh, yeah, watch that. Yeah. <laughs> so when she was knocked unconscious almost immediately, <laughs> she was thrown against a wall and pinned in place by a flying food trolley. That, like, lodged itself into the wall. See, I think that's the kind of thing that would happen to me, but I'd be holding the food trolley (laughs) and just nom, 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 nom. Try and bill me for this, Jetstar. Oh, my God. I would be using my body to, like, break the impact for the little Jim Beam bottles. (laughs) Don't waste it. (laughs) I'd actually be cracking into those Jim Beam bottles. 11 (laughs) years sober for nothing. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> so it's one of those things, like, as it were happening, you'd probably be like, fucking hell, what else could go wrong? Yeah. As she is, like, wedged up against a fuselage. Yeah. <laughs> but that actually helped to secure her and fix her into a spot. Good. The plane plummeted 33,333 
feet to the ground below. Yes. Or that is 10,160 metres. Ah, that's a long way. Or 6.31 miles back to Earth. Yeah, that's a long way. Holy shit. Yeah. Technically, if you're that, you're halfway on your way to like a virgin, I'm in space flight. That's like twice the depth of the Titanic. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Now I'm just picturing, you know, there was just one guy who went out and hit a propeller blade. (laughs) He's like, oh, this is the worst. (laughs) Just like have you ever seen the footage of them shooting birds at uh, jet engines? No. No, I'm no guessing, weirdly, I have not. I'm guessing you haven't Googled that. Okay. No, I have that. No, no <laughs> one Google that yeah. unless you want to be on a watch list. Um, <laughs> the fall killed all of the other 27 crew and passengers on board. Yeah. At various stages. Yep. The only one that survived was Vesna. Vesna was also saved because the part of the plane she was caught in crashed First of all, as it was hurtling to the ground, it travelled through a heavily, heavily wooded forest area. Yeah. Then it landed in a large pocket of loose snow. Oh, what are the fucking odds? And talk about, you know, I mean, often like people, my mum talks about it all the time from when she was a nurse. Yeah. And she was like, you'd, you'd see it in the emergency room all the time. Like literally the difference a millimetre Makes yes between life and death, yes, you know, between people who like uh, slip on their rubber backed bath mat getting out of the shower and die, yeah, and people who come in, an explosion happened in the mine, and a guy has a steel bar sticking out of his head and is sitting up talking to people, yeah, literally, it's all millimeters, yeah. So so they crashed through the forest, large pocket of snow, and the bits of the plane that she was wedged up against was at the top of the wreckage. Yeah. As opposed, because obviously the bit down the bottom, it, it compacted more. Yeah. But she was up the top and she was pinned there by the, by the food trolley. Yeah. Ah. <sighs> Every factor was a one in a million shot. <laughs> the first to the wreckage was Bruno Honky. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Again, this is all million to one shots. The right person at the right time. Yep. Bruno, who was just described as a German woodsman. Oh, hello. <laughs> Again, it's after the war. Let's not ask any more questions. <laughs> Some guy who just keeps on trying to figure out how they could have made the Arden work. <laughs> he says that he served as a medic in World War II. Oh, II. you were all medics. You were all medics. <laughs> no was one was in the SS. No, no, no one was doing weird experiments. No, <laughs> he was a medic. <laughs> So he had been a medic in World War War Two and was now just living out here in the woods yeah, quietly yeah. afterwards. Under an assumed name, <laughs> Bruno Honky. Which sounds totally legit. Legit as. And not made up at all. My name is not Mangala. <laughs> he found Vesna in the wreck screaming. Okay. Due to his training. Yeah. As a finger waggle medic in the war, (laughs) he was able to provide enough medical aid to keep her alive until rescuers arrived. Wow. No one could believe Vesna was alive, albeit in a critical condition. Now, I was going to say, there's there's levels of alive. Is (laughs) is she get up, dust yourself off, or is she Christopher Reeve, brain in a jar? Vesna had. Oh God! Are you ready for the list? Yeah, I've got a list. Okay. Okay. Two broken legs. Yep. A broken pelvis. Okay. Three of her vertebrae were crushed. Oh, okay. Her spine was twisted. Ooh. Several of her ribs were broken. Okay. Her skull was broken. Okay. She had a cerebral hemorrhage. Yep. She was paralyzed below the waist. Ah. Oh. And they said that she'd never be able to have children. Ah. Oh. 
miraculously, okay. Vesna was taken from the wreckage alive and rushed to hospital, where she spent the next four weeks in an induced coma. Yeah. And I think that was the right decision. Yes. I don't even need medical training for that. No. Yeah. Just. Oh. No. But how much was like Bruno when he first arrived? He was like, oh, should I just put her out of her misery? <laughs> yeah. You know. Oh. When Vesna finally woke. Yeah. This is, this is why I love the human brain so much and its power, its will to survive. Yeah. She had no memory of the crash or even of the explosion. In fact, Vesna had no idea of the incident. Oh. She couldn't remember it even two weeks after regaining consciousness. Yeah. She had no memory of what had happened. Wow, okay. And she was just told she had been in an accident and nothing more. Two weeks into her recovery, a, and I'm going to finger waggle when I say this, doctor yeah. decided that he would show Vesna a newspaper oh dear. which detailed the disaster, including pictures of the wreckage um, and the details of everyone else dying horribly. <laughs> Vesna fainted. I can imagine so. And upon... Coming to became so upset that she had to be tranquilized. <laughs> There's that bedside man. <laughs> it's where you get free public health. Yeah. Even later, Vesna's memory seemed to stop after greeting the passengers as they boarded the flight. Okay. That's as far as her mind would allow her to remember. Yeah. After that, everything else was a blank. The next thing she remembers is seeing her parents at her bedside in the hospital a month after the incident. Okay. Vesna stayed in the Prague Hospital until the 12th of March 1972 when she was to be transferred to a Belgrade hospital. They decided the safest way... (laughs) You know where this is going. Oh, God. The safest way to transport Vesna was via airplane. Yes. Originally, the plan was to medically knock Vesna out for the trip. Yep. So that she would have no idea whatsoever. Yeah. But someone told Vesna. Oh, fuck. That they were going to put her on a plane. Nice move. How do you think Vesna reacted? Calmly and I dare say with a little bit of gleeful anticipation. That's exactly what happened. What? She declined the medication, saying that as she had no memory of the flight or the crash, she had no fear of flying. <laughs> she still enjoyed flying, so she was fine to take the trip. What a Viking. Viking <laughs> that that's a set of that's a set of balls. That's how she survived. She landed on her balls. Yeah, that's how she can't have children. She's <laughs> got balls. <laughs> Once she reached Prague, Vesna's room was put under a 24-hour security detail. The reason for this goes back to the reason for the explosion. Oh, no. As authorities suspected it had been a terrorist attack. <laughs> they alleged that Croatian nationalists yeah. who had committed 128 terrorist attacks... On the same day as the plane disaster, a bomb exploded on a train, killing six people. The day after the plane disaster, a man phoned Swedish reporters to claim that he, a Croatian nationalist, had planted the bomb. So they put security detail on her door. They're like, oh, in case the terrorists, like, come for Vesna. I don't think they were coming for Vesna. Yeah, no. Like, I don't... And a lot of a lot of youngsters these days that listen to podcasts, I don't think there's any, but a lot of them would, you know, they'd automatically associate terrorism with Islamic terror in the Middle yeah. East. And you forget that in the 60s and 70s in Europe, yeah. there was terror everywhere yeah. in the wake of World War II. Yeah, and just sort of, yeah, going against your, like, Soviet-led government. You were a terrorist. Yeah, but, like, in Spain, Cyprus, mm, Ireland, mm. all through all through Eastern Europe. Yeah. Yeah. 
anyone who disagreed with their government. And then you've got Mos- you've got Mossad trying to blow up the people who were behind the uh, oh. the Munich Olympic attack. Yeah, happening yeah. all over Europe. Just oh, fucking madness. Yeah. It would be instead of being like, oh, who's the terrorist? It would be like easier to put your hand up and be like, who isn't a terrorist? Yeah. Oh lord. In the early 1990s and later in the 2000s, reporters claimed that the plane was not brought down by terrorists, but was actually shot down. By accidental friendly fire. Oh, no. They claimed that the plane, for unknown reasons, descended to 800 metres and was misidentified as an enemy plane and was, in fact, shot down by Czechoslovakia's own civil defence. Oh, no. However. Oh, no. No, no, no. And we're going to come back to that theory a bit later on. Okay. This theory was actually debunked by the plane's black box. Okay. It actually provided details of the plane's altitude, direction, speed and location. Now, if this was just the Czechoslovakian government at the time who was reporting back on it, you'd be like, I have my doubts. But the black box was also examined by specialists from Yugoslavia, Czechoslovakia, the Netherlands, the civil, the Civilian Aviation Authority, as well as the Czech Army. Okay. And so they all came back with the same opinion that, no, it was not at 800 metres. No, okay, so the, the, the authorities within Soviet Europe decided <laughs> that Soviet Europe did not blow up one of their own planes. Yes. Okay, yeah. Yes. Totally believable. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But we will come back to another theory about this theory okay, later yeah. on. Chernobyl was an American attack, don't you know? Yes, and we'll come back to the theory. <laughs> Vesna was in the hospital until June of 1972. Oh. She was then sent to a seaside wellness resort in Montenegro. Nice. Mm. Where her doctors would visit every second day. But by the sounds of it at this stage, they pretty much just wheeled her out into the sun. Yeah. And then wheeled her back in. (laughs) Vesna had undergone several surgeries. Eventually, after a lot of rehabilitation, she was able to move her left leg. Oh, wiggle your big toe. And one month later, she was able to move her right leg as well. There you go. Yay! Vesna sold both of their cars to help pay for her rehabilitation. As they didn't feel she was getting... The, you know, you know what it is when you injure yourself on work cover, and they get you the dodgiest, shittiest <laughs> dude they can find. They get a vet who's hiding from the <laughs> hiding from the Wiesenthal Foundation. Yeah. <laughs> so they chipped in to get someone who was doing more than just wheeling around into yeah. the sun. Sixteen months after the disaster, Vesna was able to walk again. Oh. So you think that's that's like I know six you're like oh sixteen months that's a long time but is that really a long time after you fall thirty three thousand three hundred and thirty three miles from the sky and basically break every bone in the connected two song yeah yeah and your you like uterus yeah. <laughs> and your skull yeah. and your rib and your spine like what the fuck yeah when you were caught in into the ground. <laughs> Oh, my God. Thank God Bruno was there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not going to rule out that Bruno did some, like, weird, like, laboratory Wolverine oh, shit on We shall use the serum. <laughs> we no longer have the Jewish children to use it on. So I'm not going to rule that out no. at this stage because – so she was able to walk again. Well, that's amazing. Although – Oh, dear. Obviously, she had the side effects, so she was unable to – ever have children. Yeah. And she walked with a limp for the rest of her life. Well, as a fellow limper, that's that's not the worst thing in the world. Have you had a limp? I yeah. never noticed your limp. I've got a fucking broken vertebrae in my back and I can't feel my left leg. Yeah, limp. Oh. Yeah. I never noticed your limp. I've got a limp. Go have a walk. Go, go for a walk. This is a fucking, this is an entirely auditory I'll medium. Describe, I'll describe your Fuck limping. Off, no, I want to see you walk. I've never seen your limp. I've got a limp. So can you feel anything in your left leg? Uh, it's like pins and needles. Oh. All the time, yeah. So like if I kicked it, would you feel it? Yeah, it's a sensation, but yeah, for the most part, it's pretty. That's why like when you see me walking around and suddenly there's like blood on my leg. Yeah. Like just the other day, everyone's like, how'd you cut your leg? I don't, I don't fucking know. Oh. 
I just walked past something and it gouged a chunk out of my leg. Well, you know, handy in a like Wolverine attack. Just be like, if someone's going to stab you, just wave your left leg at them. Yeah. Be like, oh, it's not going to matter if they like. But no, I have a permanent limp. <gasps> okay. Yeah. All right. No, I'm I, seriously. I'm noting this down. So if there's ever a crisis, I'm going to use your left leg as yeah. like a human shield. Yeah. And just be like, oh, the bullets will go. Straight. He won't even feel it. All yeah. right. It won't even feel it. Yeah. I'll buy him a six pack of like zero percent IPA. It'll all be good. And there we go. Well, there you go. Yeah. There you go. It's good and bad. Did the fringe give me money for my disability? <laughs> no. <coughs> Oh, my Lord. <laughs> so she survived with a bit of a limp. Yeah. You know, although some people like over-dramatise how big that <laughs> is. <laughs> Vesna would tell reporters later that the reason she recovered was due to her, quote, Serbian stubbornness. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> Sponsored by Burek. <laughs> Every day I eat cheese and spinach burek. We come back like donkey ox. It's like Bruno is like, oh, she was screaming. He didn't add that she was screaming. Fuck you, gravity. I am Serbian. As well as Serbian stubbornness. Yeah. She said that it was because of her Serbian diet that included chocolate, spinach and fish oil. Well, the fish oil, yeah, and the chocolate and the spinach. <laughs> She's like a far more dangerous Popeye. <laughs> War crimes Popeye. Vesna became a celebrity. Of course she did. And was named as a national hero. Oh. Just for not dying. Woo, I should get a medal for not dying from this thing. This chick and Slobodan Milosevic. Good work. <laughs> she became a Cold War hero and was given honorary citizenship to Serbia. Oh. Vesna, to everyone's surprise, was keen to get back to her job as a flight attendant. That's amazing. With Jet Airlines. No. Jet Airways, however, yeah. thought it was better to ground Vesna and gave her a desk job in the main office negotiating freight contracts. Oh, national hero. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> if this ever just pay her out. If anyone has deserved the chance, you know what? Here's the last like 10 years. Just, you know, retire early. Huh? Here's a pension. You're a national hero. Just, or smile at not freight. <laughs> and it's the contract. So she's got to fight for a deal. They probably did that because they're like, are you going to be like the asshole who's going to like try to argue to save five cents a punnet with the national like hero? <laughs> Just her standing there arguing with women, too much carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I fall from sky and survive. <laughs> you don't need that lipstick. <laughs> oh, what is that? That is chocolate fish and oil. Move along. <laughs> yeah, her version of border security is just Chinese people coming in with fish. Through you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that Serbian fish? Yes. Through you go. Through you go. Keep lipstick. It can be used to start a fire when you fall from the sky and land in the snow. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine just like calling up and be like, so... I will be sending many, many millions of pounds. Can I get a discount? Mm. Am I Serbian? <laughs> oh, so that's a no? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Can't argue with that. <laughs> so they gave her a desk job. Yeah. Both of Vesna's parents passed. Oh. But this is... A, because Vesna still had a job with the airlines, she got the advantage of working with an airline so cheap, like, oh, cheap flights. Cheap travel, yeah. So she used it to the best advantage and continued to have holidays oh. to London, sexy Sweden, much to the surprise of everyone else right. on the plane yeah. who recognised her Instant. You'd freak the fuck out. You said, if, if, you, if you see the person like, oh, you're so you're so yeah. The plane blew up. Yeah. Now she is on your flight. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, some people didn't take it well. However, <laughs> some people saw her as a good luck charm. Yeah. Not only would people deliberately try to get on the flight that she was on, but they would insist on being seated near her. Right. Because, oh, well, if anything happens, we I will strap myself to this bitch and we'll <laughs> survive. <laughs> So, uh, both of her parents passed away. Then, after a year of dating, in 1977, she married Nicola Brecker. Ooh. A mechanical engineer. Ooh. After one year of dating. Got no time to fuck around. That's a very respectable amount of dating. In 1985, Vesna was added to the Guinness Book of World Records for the, quote... Highest fall survived without a parachute. That's amazing. <laughs> but in what was the biggest thrill of it all? Yeah. An award, a medal, yeah, and a certificate was presented to Vesna at a gala ball in London. Okay. Who do you think presented her with the sign- with the oh. certificate? Oh, God, I don't know. Some, someone entirely inappropriate. All right, let me – I'm going to flip this over. Yeah. I've actually got a picture. All right. Please tell me it's not Jimmy Savile. None other. <laughs> oh, no. Than Beatle legend Sir Paul McCartney. <laughs> there you go. That's her on stage. With Paul McCartney. Getting her certificate from Mr Paul McCartney. Unfortunately, it's pretty much only from like their nipples up. I yeah. can't see if anybody is jerking off. No, but you couldn't blame him. I mean, yeah. Well, like, yeah, come on. Like, look, there are two people who are ready to like jerk each other off. Yeah. She's like, quite attractive. She is attractive. Yeah. And like, like, Paul does not look unfuckable there. No. You know? Can you imagine the worst pickup lines she's ever heard? <laughs> Did oh. you bruise yourself when you fell from 30,000 feet? Because <laughs> you were angel. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, oh, are you the bomb that blew up flight 365? Yeah, okay. That's why I'm single. Okay, carry on. Um, <laughs> I'm so glad it wasn't Jimmy Savile who gave her a certificate. Oh, my God. I, I feel bad for anyone who actually, like, did something and then got a certificate and then looking back and it's fucking Jimmy Savile giving yeah. you the medal and you're like, oh, God. Oh, God. Do you think that's why the Queen died? Just because she didn't have to think about the fact that she knighted Jimmy Savile? Oh, at her son's insistence. Mm. current king. Mm. Oh, we got to become a republic now before the likeable ones get in. <laughs> You keep saying that it's not going to happen. I'm not going to. I'm not going to blow up a plane. I'm just saying we need a <laughs> we need a democratic vote. <coughs> it's not going to happen. I know it's not going to happen. No, because oh my god, they've they've been showing that like more and more wealth and control of the world is going to that more and more is going to the one percent, and yeah. we the ninety nine percent are just getting less and less. Yeah. So I don't see it happening. No, unless we eat them all. Delicious rich people. Um, Oh, my God. You know who we should start with? And this goes out for everyone in Australia. Everyone outside of Australia. I don't know if you're having it in your country, but basically there is a monopoly where two supermarkets control pretty much the entire food supply um, in Australia. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are some smaller independent retailers, but nothing on the scale of the two big giant ones. So they have decided that in this cost of living crisis to uh, price gouge. Yeah. Um, they're actually paying the farmers less who yeah. are earning less. And then they've like 10 times the price on groceries. So 69 cents in every dollar spent in groceries in Australia is spent in those two retailers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And during a cost of living crisis where people are literally living in parks, yep. they have made how many billions of dollars in profit? Yeah, billions and billions. Billions of dollars. <gasps> and, oh my God, no. Have you seen the latest way that they've done? Because there's a TikTok, Instagram, it's filled with people just, you know, going, oh my God, I bought this bag of, bag of groceries, yeah. you know, at Woolworths. Specifically at Woolworths. Yeah. 
Um, I bought this bag of grocery at Woolworths, you know, uh, two years ago, this would have cost me $25. Yeah. Now it's $112. Yeah. Do you know what Woolworths has done in answer to this? Please tell me not just trying to buy them off. They've made their bag smaller. Oh my god! I swear to God, I'm not. Someone actually did a TikTok. If you compare the new like paper bags that they get that you put your shopping in compared to bags of like two years ago, the bags are now physically smaller, so it looks like you're getting more groceries yeah. for ten times the amount. No, nah, they've literally shrunk the bags. Yeah. So yeah. when we start eating, <laughs> I say we start at the Woolworths and Coles management meeting. I think that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Just eat our way up and then up, eat our way up to, you know, Bezos and, and Musk. And Gina Reinhardt. Yeah. Oh. No, I don't want to eat her. I wouldn't eat her. No, I wouldn't eat her. I wouldn't eat her. No. Just. Ugh. Too toxic. Oh, oh, yes. Yes. It'd be part of that, you know, when like you get like, a, oh, we can't build anything here because there was a service station and there's going to be chemicals. Yeah. Wherever we put her, we'd have to make that land. Yeah. Oh, this land is now toxic. You know what? She's so fucking dead set on having nuclear waste dumps here. Let's bury her there. Oh, she is a big pile of nuclear waste. Her and Clive Palmer, we could harvest the ombigree from his head. Oh. If we could somehow harvest fucking evil and use that to fucking power a light source. Yeah. Anyway. We're the hottest, driest fucking continent on the earth. Fucking solar. Fuck off with your nuclear fucking yeah. bullshit. Not over my cold, dead hands. <laughs> anyway. That's what the Beatles said. <laughs> <laughs> At least warm them up. Yeah. Come on, Professor. Oh. She's just fallen 33,000 feet. Warm them up. <laughs> She's got a sensitive heart. Oh. So she was given her certificate by Paul McCartney. Yep. You know, Serbian folk singer, Maros, that guy, Maros, oh, Miroslav Ilik. Cool. We'll go with that. No, that's fine. Wrote a song about her oh. called Vesna the Stewardess. Oh, <laughs> with that unmistakable Serbian folk twang. <laughs> Oh my god! I, what rhymes with stewardess? <laughs> Orange. <laughs> Try that one, Eminem. I don't know. Oh, sh- oh, she was a stewardess. The other uh, guests were pressed into the ground <laughs> when they fell down. Oh, Vesna, the stewardess. Oh man, that's very good. But um, there we go. This is why that country had ethnic cleansing. <laughs> I should be at Eurovision. You should, you yeah. Vesta also, like I said, she took advantage. She continued to do her flights around the world. Vesta continued to fly the desk at JAT until the early 90s. Wow. When during the breakup of Yugoslavia, mm. Vesna was very vocal in anti-government protests and protests against Slobodan Milosevic. Good. Dickhead! War criminal. Yes, later charged in The Hague for war crimes yeah. and generally being a complete cunt. Yes. Vesna's told New York Times reporters, <coughs> quote, I am like a cat. I have had nine lives. But if nationalist forces in this country prevail, my heart will burst. Aw. <coughs> Excuse me. But again, luck was on Vesna's side. As other protesters were rounded up and imprisoned for speaking out against the government, they avoided arresting Vesna for fear of the damage that would be caused in the press for arresting a national hero. Yeah. During this period, Vesna and her husband divorced. Oh. She states the reason was probably her chain smoking. Oh, fuck. As he didn't smoke and he didn't like smoking. Wow. <laughs> but I guess she was like, fuck it, what have I got to lose? Exactly. Like, it was around this time yeah. while she was protesting the government. So as I said, we're going to swing back to this theory that she wasn't actually at 33,000 feet. Yeah. It was around this time people came forward with the theory that the plane was shot down at the much lesser height. Yeah. Of 800 feet. Right. 
You're still going to reach terminal velocity at 800 feet. Some some later reporters have claimed that this was part of the government's attempt at a smear campaign against (laughs) Vesna. Oh. Attempting to smear Vesna's reputation and hence the validity of her opinion. Because you shouldn't listen to this bitch because she only fell 800 feet from the sky, not 333,000. Yeah. Oh Fall back God. into the kitchen. <laughs> Fall into my sandwich. <laughs> Fall into my chocolate fish spinach sandwich. <laughs> oh, my God. But that is like the shittiest smear campaign if that's the best that they're going to try and come at it's you. It's pretty weak. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. So that was – that's – some people have suggested that's where that came from. Vesna continued to protest the government until it was ousted in October of 2000. She then went on to campaign for the Democratic Party in her country and advocated for Serbia to gain entry into the EU. Oh. In 2009 – Two journalists revisited the claims that the plane was at a lower height and shot down by its own government. But their evidence was deemed to be circumstantial and more conspiracy than fact. Yeah. Vesna simply stated that she had no memory of the incident, so she could not confirm or deny any of the evidence. Because she can't remember shit. (laughs) Vesna also refused psychological assistance. Because she's Serbian and stubborn? Instead, turned to religion and became a devout Serbian Orthodox Christian. (sighs) (laughs) Because we all know militant religion is where all the sane and healthy grounded people go. Well, she's certainly grounded. Vesna spent the rest of her life living by herself in a small apartment in Belgrade on a pension of 300 euro a month. Vesna told a newspaper, everybody thinks, oh sorry, it wasn't, it wasn't euro at the time, it was... It was whatever Serbian money was. Yes, of Serbian, yes. Vesna told a newspaper, <coughs> everybody thinks I am lucky, but they are mistaken. If I were lucky, I would never have had this accident and my mother and father would be alive. The accident ruined their lives too. So seeing the positive in things. Uh, Vesna stopped doing interviews, stating she was tired of talking about the incident. Fair. Which I get. um, Including talking down a lucrative monetary offer from Oprah Winfrey. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow, okay. In late December of 2016, Vesna's friends became alarmed when she stopped answering phone calls. On the 23rd of December, her door was forced and Vesna was found dead in her partner. In she her apartment. Dead in her partner? Holy shit. That's how I want to go! <laughs> 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 it just looked like she'd dead. It was just she'd passed out. It's the low blood pressure. Yeah. She was found dead in her apartment. Yes. Vesna had been struggling with a heart condition. Oh. And four days later, on the 27th of December, her body was laid to rest in Belgrade's new cemetery. Now, for those who still have any lingering doubt... Yes. As to whether the plane and Vesna actually fell 33,333 feet. If you're still thinking this is made up, this is completely impossible, there's no chance you could actually survive that. Yeah. The show Mythbusters decided to tackle this and did a whole segment on Vesna's fall. And if, if they could deceive it, as if it was even conceivably possible yeah. that somebody could survive this fall. And they deemed that the possibility of actually surviving an explosion and then a fall from that height, they deemed the story 
to be plausible. That's unreal. Literally, it was what we were talking about. That is dependent on all the other factors coming into line. Yeah. So it's a one in a million shot. Yeah. It's those two bullets that hit each other in World War One. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, what are the chances? What? That's, you know, it's like, oh, it's, it's like being beaten by a shark. Tell that to the person who just got eaten by a shark. Yeah. So they deemed the story to be plausible. There you go. Vesna is still listed in and holds the Guinness World Record for surviving the tallest fall without a parachute. Second place, Louis C.K. <laughs> His career. Oh, my God. We could – oh, my God. If only he had exploded on impact. I'm sure he did. <laughs> <laughs> but Vesna fell from the sky and into our hearts. Ah, and broke her heart and her spine and her limp. Yeah, and her ovaries. Yeah, and her head. Yeah, and a vertebra. But she lived on fish and chocolates, <laughs> like a fucking bachelor. It's amazing. And don't forget the chain smoking. That's right. It's amazing. They just build them tougher in in <laughs> Serbia. In Serbia, yeah. Holy fucking shit! But that is like that is a whole series of like, I like I don't like flying at the best of time. Yeah. But that's a whole series of other fears for me to now worry about. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, but and I'm just saying like if someone hears a crunk in a plane and that person then like freaks out and uses grabs the food trolley and wedges themselves in a corner, don't judge, man. Yeah. Don't judge. They might just be hungry. <laughs> also, when the shooting starts, hide behind John's left leg. Yeah. Yeah. It's not bulletproof. I just won't feel it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's kind of like... <laughs> <laughs> if you don't feel it, it's like it's not even happening. Who cares? Yeah. You know, <laughs> shits and gigs. Maybe not. Yeah. That's not a free pass to shoot John in the leg. But no. I'm just saying, if, you know, the emergency happens, yeah. we'll all file behind it. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Cool. Okay, so uh, while you're out there, you know what she should have done? What? While she was flapping about in the sky. What's that? She should have called out for a mothman. Yeah. Real mothman, eat the carpet. Like Gandalf with the fucking eagles. Yes. 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 And there's no no in necrophilia. Oh. I need a new catchphrase. Tell Bruno that. Oh, he was going, oh, finally. Oh, I'm going to try and revive this other one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reviving her. <laughs> this is science. I was a medic. <laughs> this is really my name. I'm going to end this madness. 